This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Hey, everyone. George Edelman, Editor-in-Chief at No Film School here on the No Film School podcast. And this is a special episode. Uh, It's the end of the year, end of 2022. We will not be publishing any more podcasts in 2022, but of course, we'll be on our regular schedule starting immediately in 2023. And there are some very exciting new things happening with No Film School that we'll talk about on this podcast And I'm sure you'll find out about if you subscribe to our newsletter, which I'm sure you do or are about to do. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, anywhere else, or go to our website, nofilmschool.com. These exciting things are big, and they're a little bit related to my guest today, who is a very special guest for me, Darius Kanji. Darius is one of the great cinematographers working today. There are many. We've been blessed to have many on this podcast, and I've wanted to talk to him. For a long time, maybe even since 1995, when as a very young teenager, I saw a movie called Seven in the theater and was absolutely blown away. Darius is one of those filmmakers who had an impact on the industry and, of course, myself a long time ago. And his impact has continued to be felt and he continues to innovate. And, you know, he doesn't disappoint. The way he talks about cinematography is inspiring. It's exciting. Just the verbiage he uses, the things he's motivated by or inspired to do, or the way he approaches the work. Sometimes the work speaks for itself, which is certainly true in his case. But other times the filmmaker also speaks well and adds so much, so many layers to what they're doing and why. And it helps all of us, I think, get a little bit closer to our own artistic realization, if that makes sense. So, you know, as we head into 2023 and the new things we're going to be doing at No Film School that I hope all of you are a part of, so stay tuned for that. What better way to send off 2022 than with Darius Kanji, one of the great image makers of our time, and his eloquent way of talking about Bardo, false chronicle of a handful of truths. And remember, this is an Inaritu, Alejandro Inaritu film. So this is like a superstar pairing between these two guys in terms of just visual storytelling. I just don't know. Uh, you can't miss this. It's on Netflix. You have to see it. See it any way you can and appreciate just what he's doing, what they're both doing here. But yeah, Darius, like, I don't even feel like I need to list the movies he's done. Just look at his IMDb and the sheer breadth of style and type of story and tools he's used. Like, he's just a master. He's truly a master. So anyway, here we go. Darius Kanji on Bardo, False Chronicle of a Handful of Truths. Thank you so much for taking the time to be with I've Please. long been a huge fan of yours. Oh, thank you. Talk to you on this podcast. <laughs> thank you, um, thank you, John. 
you know, since we have, uh, we have limited time and I want to talk about a lot of things you've done, but yep. with Bardo, I think one of the things stands out so much about the movie is shooting large format and shooting as wide as you did in yep. with lenses and stuff. Can you talk a little bit about how coming to the decision to go large format and lens choice and creatively where that all came from between you and, and the uh, rest of the team? You know, George, when you, when I read the script, when Alejandro um, talked to me on the phone uh, from Mexico and I was in Paris and the first time he, he the moment he started talking about the film and then I read the script after a few conversations with sent me the script, I read this incredible script. When you read the script, George, it's immediate it's in the in the film. You never you never it's never mentioned large format, but when you see when you read the script and you uh, I was going to say you see the, the places uh, that the, yeah. the story where the character evolves in the in the city and the place and I just it just happened that I loved large format as I'm really something that I I love working in large format and I love the actors uh, being uh, larger than life being very present on screen it's something that I got from black and white I think because I had a fascination for black and white and I remember was it Orson Welles or somebody was uh, I think it was Orson Welles saying that the black and white uh, or it was somebody else in the silent era it was Black and white was was um, the film, and black and white was putting the actors bigger than life. There was something bigger than life. So I uh, I, um, I this format for me was this idea, this idea of bigger than life. I love early on in my work. I love anamorphic, for instance. I love even yeah. early on when I say early on, I could shoot tomorrow a film with with anamorphic uh, C series, Panavision, anamorphic or techno or techno zoom. Uh, techno cook anamorphic, you know, or old anamorphic. But I love this idea of the actor being very big on screen. You know, even um, if you watch on a smaller screen in an uh, art cinema, in a, you know, in London or in New York or Paris, you see the actors like you see it in these old black and white films or these early classic films. I love this feeling of it. I love this feeling of bigger than life for an actor. You see the actor, you see the character, you see his presence there. So I saw this camera telling the story like this with these big vistas. I felt the camera was really appropriate. The Alexa 65 was very appropriate because it gives you the feeling of the vista vision is very special. The way it yeah. renders, um, it renders um, life on a, on a screen is the moment you blow up, you start blowing up this image. You can blow it up to IMAX if you want, you know, you can make an IMAX image of it. You know what I mean? It's a very strong, uh, image George so it's very it's a very striking so I we did we decided we talked about it with Alejandro and we decided to uh to do the movie like this and to shoot the, mo the movie in uh, 65 millimeter using this um this an reflex camera but we're using this particular wide angle lenses that uh, he loves he loves wide angle lenses in his previous films he used them and uh, and I think he has this um the, the way he writes, uh, he writes with uh, the way he tells the story, you know, was it was very much like that. He loves using very wide angles, you know. He sees you, the storytelling like this, you know. 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Did you shoot tests with different scale sizes and different lenses, or did you, like you said, yes, no, we shot, no, no, we shot, we shot a test because it's always interesting. We shot tests with different lenses, and we came with this uh, to these Firo lenses from Panavision, uh, and then we narrowed down these lenses we liked from Panavision, and we went to these Firo lenses that were um, that were covering really well the format because I didn't want to have a I do want to use. I wanted to use this format really completely using the whole the whole sensor, like the whole gate. You know, I didn't want to yeah. diminish it. I didn't want to. The only thing we did, we protected just for the very edges at ninety five percent. We we used the screen at ninety five percent of it in two four zero, because uh, I, I love having just a tiny bit of reserve for for seeing the mics or having uh, for the camera operator. I love combining these lenses, these wider lenses with this camera, because it's quite crazy. This camera already already sees very wide. It sees, yeah. <laughs> you know, it's not definition, but I'm not interested in definition of this camera, which is incredible, but more by the way you capture one angle. You can even tell the intimate, the, the movie I did after was very intimate. You know, it's a very intimate, small story of a family. I love the way the camera tells the story. That's uh, the presence of the the characters and the presence of the and the landscape, the city on the on this camera is very special. Yeah, you're making a really interesting point that when we think often of things like this division or seventy millimeter or sixty five in large format, we think about scale of bits of no, yeah, exactly canvas of space as opposed exactly. to human face. Exactly, you're doing it with a human face and an actor. Oh, yes. you're, and, and you're talking a little bit about why that is such an important choice. And I think it definitely draws you in further to the lives yeah. of this human being, right? It, it's, it's, George, it's really like anamorphic lenses, like old anamorphic lenses that I love yeah. using. When I, you remember shooting anamorphic lenses, I remember doing a movie very early on, uh, uh, years ago with Woody Allen and, uh, and uh, he loves uh, anamorphic use for Manhattan. And I told him, let's do this story in an in an office, it's very intimate, small story we're doing in New York, and I said yes, but I think it's really incredible. And then he fell in love with it. He loved it, you know, because it's this format. Anamorphic has a lot to do with the Alexa sixty five or Bardo. It has it has this power of rendering the presence of the actor. The Alexa sixty five, this camera we use on Bardo, has the same DNA. It has the same strengths of the presence of the actors on screen, and that's what I'm interested in. You know, that's why I use an emotion. Yeah. Yeah. So we, I'm curious, which one was the first, the Woody Allen one, the first one where you... Oh, it, it was a small, yeah, it was a small movie called um, Anything Else in New York. That's for him. Right. But then I, I feel like you, did you do the same things again of like Midnight in Paris as some of the other ones? No, 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 we only... Uh, he said, uh, I remember we did a movie after me in Paris called Magic in the Moonlight. He said, oh, would, I, would you shoot it in anamorphic if you want? I said, yes, of course, yeah. You know, he knows I love anamorphic. Anyway, 
So this this Bardo has the same power, you know, for 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 the Alexa sixty five had the same feeling than anamorphic. If I don't, if I was shooting a on, on film, I would probably, you know, I would love to shoot anamorphic. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you I can't wait. You mentioned Vista Vision camera film. Yeah, you mentioned when you read the script, it was there, even though it wasn't stated explicitly. It was clear. Uh, for me, for me, it was clear. Yeah. For me, it was there. You know, you just needed a packaging basis. When you read script, I mean, you've worked with so many great directors, different kinds of directors. Yeah. You feel like the script, even without them being explicit, you can feel, oh, this is what they're just going to call for, and it's different. Not always, George. Not always. It's not always the case. Sometimes uh, you really have to look for the key. You have to find the key, the the... But that's what I what I call the the Bing Bang. The moment where you sometimes it's through a director, from director's words, or sometimes through an actor. You know, like Great. like when when we arrive in Mexico, when I arrive in Mexico, and then Alejandro, I remember the day he introduced me to Silverio, to Daniel Jimenez Cacho in the in the, in Churubusco in the studio for we 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 he just wanted to us to meet. You know, so he came over. Yeah. He tried some some clothes, he tried this green jacket and, and we met the first time we look at each other, we hugged you know, immediately, it was an immediate uh, <laughs> love, yeah. I love the actor and then, and then the key was there also, the key the key, the key of Bardo was in uh, Alejandro's words and it was in uh, uh, Daniel, in Silverio, in Daniel's demeanor, in the way he was going around, he was taking us into this story we followed him, you know, we followed him and we preceded him from different chapters, from one chapter to another throughout the film, like a, like a movement, like a river, like a ribbon, you know? Yeah. This is how we, we, we did the film, I think, you know? Uh, how much did a movie like, there's a few movies like this, but a movie like Eight and a Half, yeah. come up or influence, obviously some kind of ancestor to this, to Bardo, yeah. and, and like, mm -hmm. do you talk about how other movies, uh, uh, attack the same subject matter and how you're going to turn it or how you're going to move it forward. No, it's very interesting. Uh, um, eight and a half is incredible, as you say, it's an incredible uh, ancestor. I, I love the, the word of use. I use your word ancestor. <laughs> it's a family. For me, it's a question of family. And we watched yeah. the film. We had a very good print um, that was sent to us. I think it was a uh, uh, criterion send us a script or... Oh. Send us that. That must have been so much fun. <laughs> so, somebody sent us a great print of uh, uh, eight and a half that we watched together with the crew, with the whole crew. We we watched this film in a big studio cinema of Chobusco, and we watch other movies, you know. But movies are all these references were like friends. You take a just yeah. a small part. You just take some things of the essence of films, uh, of paintings. Or photographs of like Vivian Meyer, or paintings of Delvo, or or movies like a, a piece of um, all that jazz, or, or Roy and Alejandro yeah. introduced me. You just take pieces of it in you, you know. You don't. It is nothing more dangerous than literal uh, inspiration. You have to be very careful with inspiration. Inspiration is just a, a fragrance. It's just something you take with <laughs> you, and you remember it. It's a, about remembering something. So remember how it makes you feel was, and what it inspired, sort of. You have to remember that there was something at the eight and a half that was a movement. That was about movement and 
and fantasy and life and real and la and fantasy and real again. What, what was your question? Sorry. I, I was going to say, sort of see where it inspires you instead of imitation. It's sort of like uh, letting it inspire you to do something, a feeling that inspires you. Yes, exactly. It's exactly that, George. It's a feeling, feeling that inspires us that we remember. It's very good because I don't have a very good, strong, very precise memory. I have a very uh, impressionistic memory. I remember things, uh, like completely I put things together. Sometimes I'm very distracted with with uh, with things. You know, I don't remember uh, in a studio, sometimes I can be wrong, going to the wrong door or something. It just, it just <laughs> and, and memory, my memories is like this. You take something, you've seen it, but you wouldn't be able to tell exactly what you saw, you know. But you saw something that's stronger than that, you know. And that's what I I remember. I think I think Alejandro and I were this language. We talked together throughout three of cinema. We talked about bits and pieces that suddenly I knew what he was meaning or he knew what I was meaning. That's how we made the film, you know. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. When you watched other things, did you try to, you guys try to soak in things that were more about the, the time and place, about being in, in the country, about what the landscape is like, about what the city looks like? Because there's also, it feels very specific to where you are, you know, to a location, like in the character too, in Bart. No, everything, everything is very, very specific and important, but at the same time, is a character, is a character in downtown Mexico, is a character in this in these clubs that him or his family went through when he was younger and seeing that he saw when he was a, a kid. Uh, yeah. it, was, it was really through character driven, you know, it was a, the rest around that you see the landscape is mapped around him and he evolved, he evolved in, the, in, in it, but it's really him that was the, the essence, was really Daniel. And the, and the different people, his friends, his family uh, that he meets, that he sees and meets, and all this that's really important for me. Uh, the places are, are, are great, are important. We filmed them and we made them glorious, I think, you know, because yeah. they were glorious in the script, you know, in the story. But the character was very much what we were after, I think, you know, that's what, that we, he was Alejandro in a way, you know, it was him. Yeah. It, it's a bit of him, you know, it's, it's so much him when he, it was so much truth, truthful, you know, it's so much, that was really, uh, what seduced me the most at the beginning was that he was him, you know, he was literally talking about something in his deep into his life that he was a wound, something deep inside him. And for me, it was more important than anything, you know, and I think for Daniel too, for the actor too. When you're choosing a project or you're yes. considering what you're going to do, what sticks out to you? Because you've done. And basically every kind of thing, like your resume is so varied and the, and the yeah. way you approach each project is so different and effective. And I, I'm curious what sort of, what do you look for? You mentioned the big bang that happens creatively, yeah. but yes. when you're looking at a project, you're considering one, what is it about it? That, that What do you look for? Yeah, it's a very important question. It, it's very, 
He's very the director. He's very driven by the director. He's all triggered by the director. The 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 director chose the direct, in the director that chose me. I chose the one that that I that I feel I can help. I can work with. You know, that's really what triggers my my, my desire to do cinema to make a film. Another film is the director. You know, I'm I'm very lucky that I work with very good directors and. And it's more than the project because I always say, oh, I've always wanted to do Western. My dream is to do Western because I love Western. But it has to be with a director. It has, it, it had to be with, I, we just, I just finished a science fiction film, but I couldn't do a science fiction film with anyone else than the director I just worked with. You know, it's the director that triggers everything for me. This for me, ultimately the Big Bang, I think he is telling his story or her story, you know, it, it's what's really important. I think, you know, I, I can't wait to see the science fiction movie you just <laughs> did. And I yeah. also, I yeah. love Western and me too. If you shoot a Western, I'll be first in line. Oh, John, I would love to shoot a Western. Meter and Division and all that. <laughs> uh, thank you. Thank you very much for your question. Thank you. I would love to do a Western. Thank you. Thank you, Darren. It's been great talking to you. Thank you so much, Darius, for coming on the podcast. Thanks, everyone, for listening. It's been a long-time goal again to have Darius on. I hope he comes back. I feel like we didn't have enough time, but I don't think we ever could because I feel like he could also just keep talking about what he's doing and why and how, and it would always be cool. And I'm, as I say this, looking at images from the film, Bardo, and just thinking more about how incredibly talented he is and how lucky we are to have had the chance to hear from him. But that's just the way it's been at No Film School in this podcast. We've had an incredible year. We've had great years prior, great guests, and we've learned so much. And I encourage you to dig through the archives and find so many incredible talents that have been on this podcast and shared all kinds of information and tips and insight into their work, many of whom surprise you with what motivates them and what gets them creatively going. Again, stay with us on our podcasts, on our social networks, on our website, on our newsletter, No Film School, because we're doing some big things in 2023 and we want all of you to be involved. So keep an eye out for that and we'll see you in 2023. Thanks so much for listening. 